Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. There are nearly 20 million military vets in the U.S. And each week, we focus on their stories. This is CBS Eye on Veterans. Welcome back to CBS Eye on Veterans. I am Navy veteran Phil Briggs reporting for ConnectingVets.com. And again, we're talking about the University of Maryland Global Campus's Military and Veteran Entrepreneur and Appreciation Fair going down on April 28th. And as anybody that's listened to this show for more than 60 seconds knows, I love to talk about entrepreneur and small business opportunities because I truly am passionate and I truly believe that that is the path that will best help all of our veterans have the most successful transition. When it comes down to making a difference in somebody's life, give them a job, give them a career and give them the ability to provide for their family and you will find yourself on the pathway to a happy life. And doing some of God's work just like that is a group called Project Opportunity. And here to talk to us more about what goes on with Project Opportunity is retired U.S. Master Sergeant Joe Giordano. Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you, Phil. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's so good to have you, man. Um, I'm looking here at you, and you have a little salt there in the mustache. I think we're a yes. mature gentleman, I can say, uh, with uh, some years of wisdom and experience. Uh, tell me when you were in the Army. Tell me when you served. Um, I went in the Army in, in August of 1973, and I retired in August of 1993. The tumultuous times of the early to mid-70s there, the kind of yes. hangover from the Vietnam era. Um, tell me a little bit about where Uncle Sam sent you. Well, I did a tour of duty at Fort Belvoir, Virginia. And then I did a tour of duty uh, in the Middle East. I had a NATO assignment in the Middle East. And then um, the bulk of my career I spent at the uh, United States Military Academy. Mm, 
Right on. Crazy. Before we get into talking about entrepreneurship and business and all things project opportunity, um, gotta be kind of wild from your vantage point, having served through the eighties and the cold war, revisiting where we are now today with, uh, you know, Russia again, huge headlines dominating global geopolitical unrest. And, you know, let's face it, some of the worst war crimes we've seen. Uh, yes. Did you ever think you'd ever see an active engagement with Russian military forces on planet Earth? I mean, the way we feared back in the 1980s? No, we had a standard joke. We used to have a couple exercises a year and every day, like the day before the exercise, you see these huge fishing trawlers come in with antennas that were like 200 feet up in the air. And, you know, we, we, we knew what it was. So it was kind of, it was kind of a running joke, but I didn't think, you know, Russia would go where they are today. And hopefully we're going to let them go where they go and stand back and not send the troops over there again. I want to see the same mistakes made that we made before. That's I appreciate your perspective on that too, because it's uh it's one thing to absorb the daily news headlines, but it's another thing, you know, every time I talk to veterans that have served before I did, it's great to get their take on what they see today. Even as a kid of the 80s, I never thought we'd see active engagement with Russian forces. It was always the fear, but it was yes. never something that we saw. Crazy days. I, mean, I, got a, I got a grandson in the Army now, and I don't want to see him, you know, I like where he is right now in the States, and hopefully he can stay here for a while. Amen. Now, not just your grandson, but for veterans all across the spectrum, uh, this is also a time as GWAT kind of is wrapping up. We're seeing a lot of people make that next step in their life. A lot of people, you know, that have served their entire enlistments or served their entire careers. And when you do a, a whole career in the military, gosh, 20 years can go by and you're still a young person. So share with me the mission of Project Opportunity. So I'll go back to the history. We founded Project Opportunity in, in 2010. Because in the state of Maryland, the unemployment rate among veterans was running somewhere between 14 to 16 percent. It was pretty obvious that traditional employment was not the best option for a lot of our fellow veterans. So myself and one or two other individuals, we formed Project Opportunity to introduce them to and prepare them for entrepreneurship. We have a um, 12 year history. We've had uh, 378 veterans complete our program and graduate. We have uh, those veterans that have created 236 jobs and hired 60 fellow veterans. And um, they just continue to grow and be more and more, more and more successful as they, as they move forward. And you said it all there, too. Not only did they start their companies and start jobs, but then they create jobs because that's what you do. You know, you start yes. a business. You're going to need other employees eventually as you scale. And the ripple effect just keeps going out there. Um, if I can, let's dive down into some details. Project Opportunity, what is it specifically that is in the training curriculum? Or what is it specifically that you guys are able to equip veterans with? We spend 10 weeks teaching them how to research, write, and develop a comprehensive business plan because that's the key to being to being successful. Uh, we focus mainly on, on the marketing plan and the financial plan, and we supplement it every week with subject matter expert come in presentations. We have a lawyer come in, a CPA, a website designer, a marketing and research analysis, a commercial insurance agent, um, we have the SBA come in and talk about what they can do for them. 
we have different organizations come in every week and, and provide information above and beyond what's in the curriculum to kind of round out the round out the program. So take, for instance, the example of like a lemonade stand. I'm a veteran, you know, maybe I'm in my neighborhood, I'm in my, you know, I'm in my subdivision there and, you know, I'm working my job, but I don't really like it. I know there's not a big future there for me, but I got this idea for this lemonade stand. Is that the nexus of where many of these veterans come to you? They've got an idea. They know where they might want to do it. Then do you help them pull out the details and help them tweak that idea into something efficient and then something that they can actually go get the loans that they need? Yeah, we're going to, we're going to beat them over the head to make sure they can identify where their target market and potential customers are. Is there a customer base for what they want to do? And then once they get through that and and establish that there is, then we're going to work with them on the financials so that they can see um, if it's feasible to do this without going broke. We're going to ask them to do a two or three year cash flow analysis where we can really um, compare their expenses against their projected revenues and, you know, see where they are. And every once in a while, we have somebody who throws up their hands and says, I'm not going to do this. It's not a good idea. And we also consider that a success because they're not going broke trying to chase a dream that's not going to work. Do you find in the process that like the idea that the veteran comes in with on the beginning is never the same as it is on the back end once they look at cash flow, once they look at uh, the particulars of the product? Do they morph and change their dream as this process unfolds? Uh, it's not uncommon for them to do that. You're absolutely right. We, we call that in, in world of entrepreneurship, we call that pivoting. And lots of times they'll come in with one idea and then they'll, they'll pivot and change, change to another one, um, you know, after about the third or fourth week when they see it won't work. So that, that happens quite a bit. Let's dive into kind of an example. Uh, tell me about a veteran and tell me about a business that they got off the ground after working with you. I had a um, re- uh, retired major with a background in law enforcement who came through the uh, program and he wanted to uh, establish and open a house painting business. And as we went through the the program, he realized that the potential for the revenue that he was seeking wasn't going to be in a house painting business. So he pivoted and he formed a um, security company. He has armed and unarmed security. Uh, He's been in business five years and he's secured over 3000, excuse me, $3 million in government contracts for his, for his security business. Wow. Not only pivoting on, I thought you were going to say he went from house painting to like interior room painting or commercial painting versus residential. No, he switched gears altogether and leaned on his professional background yes. or his qualifications. Yes. And you helped him realize how to basically take those resume bullets and and make those an actionable business, you know, that he could grow and scale. Wow. Right. He, he went back to his background, his education with what he knew. And of course, it wasn't hard to probably sell that once he introduced himself. And, you know, I'm sure as a, as a guy with that background carried himself in that certain way. So it yes. was credible from the first meeting and in negotiating for, you know, new contracts and new clients was just a natural extension of who he was as a veteran. Huh. Yes. Yes. Um, I have, I have another graduate who, um, was a uh, Baltimore City fireman, and he retired, and he started a, a, a paving business. 
And uh, he came to us in a program. He had had his paving business uh, as a part-time gig for about four or five years. And he had no idea what his revenues were, what his finances were, if he was making money or not. So uh, we got to work with him. He ended up retiring from the um, fire department. And now he uh, is doing paving full-time. He's got six full-time employees. Uh, 2021, he exceeded a million dollars in revenue. He was able to purchase a, um, an actual brick and mortar site for his, his office and all his, all his equipment. So he is, you know, he's well on the road to being where, where he wanted to be. That's awesome. Over a million dollars in revenue. Yes. Amazing. And, and, and starting at a place where he wasn't even quite sure where he was in the world. He had no idea That's- if he was even making any money when, when he came to the program. Again, you take a deep dive into a cash flow analysis, your business plan, uh, you know, several, you know, dozens of pages. But when you get into the financial projections, you get into the financials. Yeah, it's easy to see unit cost. It's easy to see what each sale is actually bringing in when you get under the hood. Just a couple adjustments, whether it's the packaging, whether it's the product, whether it's the amount you're charging, little adjustments to that equation can make a big dollar difference. You know, we, we make them work the financial backwards because we really spend a lot of time making them sit down and figure out and understand actually what their expenses are. And once they know what their expenses are, then they can determine the revenue they need to make to break even. And then from there, they can see if it's really feasible for them to, to move ahead or to, or to stay in business. Mm. Now, you know, as we look at the news every day, um, I think it's easy to get into this doomsday syndrome, you know, where the sky is falling. Everything says that, you know, this is bad and that is bad. And it's just so easy to talk yourself out of a dream. Looking at business from your standpoint, where you guide veterans through the process, is now as good a time as ever? I think it's a great time to start a business as long as you're prepared. Because with the great resignation or however you want to call it, there's so many people out there who don't want to go back to work and they just think they can wake up one day, one morning and and start a business and be successful. And unfortunately, they got to be pretty lucky or pretty smart to do that. So um, those veterans that go through our program, that really spend the 10 weeks to work with us. And then after graduation, we still continue to work with them for as long as they want with business coaching and counseling to get them there. you know, if they've done their homework and they have a good market and a good product, um, it's a good time to open business. There's a lot of funding opportunities out there for assistance in certain in certain parts of Maryland and for certain um, types of businesses. So it 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 is a good time. Mm. And again, it's not luck if you had a damn good plan going no. in. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, eighty percent of all businesses fail within the first five years, and majority just goes. They didn't have a proper plan. Well, I'm glad you're there to help us build that. In fact, I personally may be coming to uh, hear and hear you preach at the altar of uh, great business because I, I uh, again, am a small business owner outside of this job that I do every day. Uh, but it is because of that, I really believe and passionately share with every veteran, think about starting a business. And, and veterans uh, also have most of the key attributes that you need for entrepreneurship before they start their journey. I mean, they're all highly motivated. They're self-disciplined. They know how to multitask and they know how to solve problems. 
And if you can master those four tasks, you're way on your way to being a successful small business owner. How do I learn more about Project Opportunity? Tell me where I go on the web. Project-opportunity.com. Easy enough. Well, I can't thank you enough for everything you're doing and for uh, you know creating the bright futures for so many vets out there. And I know you do it uh, you know, with your heart all in because you are retired U.S. Master Sergeant Joe Giordano. Thank you so much for everything you're doing with Project Opportunity, sir. Thank you, Phil. I appreciate it. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts.